serious news, seriously entertaining. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, happy little Friday. Happy Thursday. I'm Gatos. He's Chad. And you just heard from Becky Lynn. She'll be along at 2.15 with her next news flash. All right. So, you know this story we've been talking about in Glendale with the toddlers in the middle of the street? You've got, uh, you've got, uh, Happy Days is, uh, is like the place that they're calling this thing, right? So you've got, uh, you've got kids, uh, and uh, all of a sudden they just, they just leave. They walk out of. Well, they just leave. Yeah, they I just mean, left. They, 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 they had stuff. They, they, they had things. No, they, they didn't have things. Very to busy. Do. No, no. When you're two and three, trust me, I have a three year old. She's very busy. Toddlers. Yeah, still a lot of stuff going on. Toddlers in the street in Glendale. So we've been talking about handing them out. I don't think so. I think they were trying to, to, you know, take them, put them in the car. These perfect strangers are putting them in the car and trying to where, where's mom? Where's dad? I don't know. I'm three. And then they're like, Oh my gosh, you, you got out of that, that nursery. What are you going to, what are you? All right. So here's the deal. We got some news on this. So we've been talking about this for the last couple of days, right? There was a gate that was either left open. Or these toddlers in Glendale figured out how to open the gate. This place called Happy Days. And I said yesterday, you got to change that. Uh, they have been, uh, well. It was a happy day for the kids. No, it wasn't. They, they went on the an adventure. The they went on an adventure. Listen to this. Arizona's Department of Health Services, who licenses the facility, is now investigating. State records show Happy Days 3 has been cited more than 50 times over oh. the past three years. Some findings include rusty or splintery playground equipment or staff members inappropriately punishing kids. In a case last year, a child walked into a kitchen unsupervised and picked up a knife. The daycare's also been fined for a repeat offense, putting pillows and a blanket in a crib with sleeping infants oh gosh all right so i have a question for you we know that these kids got out they escaped we know that they've got 50 uh citations before uh if you're now, is that a lot of citations? One of those things 50 where is a it, lot, it, man. Yeah, but it you know, sure sounds but like it's a like, lot. It's like, I, I, got, I have a buddy who's a trader on the stock exchange. He's got hundreds and hundreds, and you get a citation for like, oh yeah, you, you know, your shoe wasn't tied, or or like, it, it, yes, fifty or a lot. Let me ask you a question. You gonna you have a three year old little daughter, Charlie? You gonna send her over here? That's no. a long drive. If it was right next to your house, you gonna send her there? No, no. So my question is, why are parents upset? Your kid was in the middle of the street. Why are you upset? Did you not even look up and see what the violations were for this Why is in the city, if 50 is so bad, why do they allow them to continue to operate? That's a good one, too. That's probably a better question. It's not a better question. The best question is, if you're a parent and you're you're upset that your kid was in the middle of the street, as a parent, did you do any research on this place? Because you can't just leave it up to the city. You're a parent. Your only job is to protect your kid. Well, hold on a second. I mean, you could yelp them and you could look, but the reality is... they didn't. Yeah, well, I mean, again, that's their fault, but why does the city allow them to operate if if you go to a, a place and the food they make makes everybody sick every i don't know 10 days yeah uh don't they, go yeah but you may not know but the city should have come in at some point in time and said you guys can no longer operate well i mean i think it's a parent's job to figure out if this is going to be a safe place for the kid and if i know the kids are walking around with knives i'm not sending my kid there no i mean there's do 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 are do these parents at this place do any research yeah, but you know what Dude, sometimes it's not even about that. Sometimes you look at too, and you also realize it's a budget. It's a budget thing, and you can't afford to send your kid down the street to to Happy Feet because Happy Feet is two hundred and ninety dollars a week or three hundred and ten dollars a week, and this place is one hundred and twenty five. 
and you take it, you know, I mean, it, it sounds that that's also a budget thing. So you're going to send your kid. Well, they're to, not looking for they're not doing that kind of research. You know, a lot of okay. people don't do that. Why kind not? Of research. Why not? Because because I, the average person, you and I would do research like that. Right. But people go buy a car like there are people who research the hell out of a car. They that's want a car, about. Chad. No, this but is I'm, your kid. Yeah. Chad's right, though. It, the budget thing is is it's huge. A, it's huge. And you know what? You're not in that situation. You don't make a low-wage job that you can't afford to lose. You're going to get kicked out of your house or not be able to pay the exactly. electric bill. So they've some, the, some of these people, and it, I mean, that's kind of a broad approach to everybody who has their kid there. But it, you do have to take budget into consideration. I'm Those not saying you of, don't. Well, but that may but be you, why. But don't you also have to do some sort of research and find out if this place is safe? Well, usually the and research maybe that you get it. from places is what? You're going to go ask You're your gonna friends. You're going to go ask your neighbor. You ask your neighbor. The people, that, oh, my I, my kid goes here. We've been here for two years. We've never had any problems. Or my cousin owns that place. There you go. So that's a lot of what happens because you're, you're more apt to to take somebody that you know's you know, uh, endorsement of something than you are just on something online because nobody trusts half nobody the stuff Yelp, I, I, sorry, oh God, I don't no. trust Yelp. No, no, not People put their own reviews there and everybody who's angry puts a review there. Right. You can't Usually trust you get, anything. You get one bad meal at a place and then they torch yes, on exactly. Yelp. Yes, exactly. So I yeah. don't even go there. So, but, but I'm asking, did parents do their due, due diligence at all? Or did they look at the price and say, listen, that's all I can afford. Probably. We're just gonna, okay, that's not good enough. That's not good enough. It may have been a your good kid was for them. in the middle of the street. It will, yeah. How, how you feeling now as a parent? Good. Well, you're probably a little bit pissed. You but, should be. You know, but at at the end of the day, what, what's their alternative? Oh, I got to quit my job and be homeless because exactly. I can't. Get, you know. Yeah. Or family members can they help? I mean, there are other options. Possibly, maybe they're not. Maybe for you, maybe not for some. I right. mean, that's the that's the exactly. sad reality for a lot of people. Yeah, they're desperate, right? We and would the other thing never is, take our kids there. Yeah, but. Yeah, the other thing is, and this is something that I don't think people realize, sometimes it's it's $200, but you get the whole day. Sometimes it's $200, but you only get till noon. Mm-hmm. So you're making choices based on the length of time they could stay there, all of those things. Mm. All right, so how did all this happen? We found out that the gate was, what, open? But a post in Google reviews from a staff member with the same name explained the gate was left open by landscapers. Oh, sure, blame the landscapers. So what, what, is there anyone there that's working that can close the door? And that the assistant director, the one accused of yelling, would be disciplined for unprofessionalism. Ma'am, I am so sorry. She should have never addressed you that way. In that way. As for next steps, police tell the boss she should do gate checks going forward. Duh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, should, you know, it's not hard to go out and get, like, the ring doorbell things and certain things that'll lock it up. And, th- th- you know, I mean, it, it's not hard to make. But sometimes, like everything, we're a reactionary society, and we only fix something after it's broken. That's we never true. think about it in yeah. the beginning. But yeah. it was broken. It was broken before these kids got out. It was but broken before But not this portion the- of it. What do you mean, which portion of it? No, Eight kids got out, but, but it not was broken this portion. Before. Eight kids didn't walk out three weeks ago, and then they didn't do anything No, but about they it. had violation after violation after violation, so it was broken. And then the kids got out. 50 is a lot. But then it's like stuff like where you put a blanket inside somebody's thing. That's not the same thing as uh, I beat a kid and threw a kid against the wall. No, but you can suffocate a child. The blanket, though, in the crib, that's kind of, that's that's pretty big. Everybody knows you don't do that because a kid can easily suffocate. And everybody listening. Yeah, everybody knows that. But then everybody does it (laughs) anyway. No. No, they don't. All right. So this is apparently the boss at the place. I know that our toddlers just got out of this gate. Okay. Um, and they were in the street, apparently. 
A woman who calls herself the boss at Happy Days Learning Center 3. That's the first thing. Don't call yourself the boss if you're working at Happy Days. I mean, goodness gracious. And it's just Telling three? Glendale pl- three. What's that? Three. There's three locations. I guess, A yeah. woman who calls herself the boss at Happy Days Learning Center 3. Telling Glendale police she doesn't know what happened. How at least a dozen of their toddlers wound up in the middle of busy Olive Avenue. Mm. They shouldn't have been able to get through it. She explained the children somehow left the building and went out a gate secured from the top while teachers were supposed to be watching them all right so you got eight kids on a busy road thank goodness there were some good samaritans picked the kids up nobody got hurt but this place is violation after violation and why isn't the city and the the county coming in and just shutting you down completely after 50 you shut them down all right coming up next uh is there any chance any chance that ukraine could defeat russia Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Serious news, seriously entertaining. The Gatos and Chad Show. It is uh, going to get ugly before it gets uglier, and then it's going to get even uglier. It's according to Macron today, Emmanuel Macron, the worst is yet to come. Joining us now is uh, retired uh, Army Major, seen the theater of war, and also military analyst Mike Lyons. And Mike, uh... Macron's warnings, uh, kind of scary when he said he spoke to Putin and Putin said it's going to get uglier. How much uglier? Yeah, I'm not sure he's the right guy to be talking to Putin. I think um, the West has got to kind of figure out somebody else kind of on this side of the table to have that conversation. Right now, he's buying time, Vladimir Putin, as he continues to just throw resources and um, all kinds of civilian destruction into into Ukraine, both in the southern portion as he's going to fundamentally take control of the Baltics, or I'm sorry, the Baltics uh, of um, the, the Black Sea and control any kind of ports that Ukraine has. Um, and then, uh, you know, maybe maybe it's Angela Merkel, maybe it's uh, Erdogan from Turkey. But the bottom line is, as every day goes by, I think Putin gets further and further in his own peril, number one, but also further and further down the road of the amount of destruction that he's going to cause. Hey, Mike, a lot of Americans are saying, we're just watching this happen. We're sitting here mm-hmm. and we're watching the total destruction in real time uh, of an, e- an evil man is destroying uh, an innocent country. And, you know, people are like, well, is Biden doing a good job? Yes or no? My question is, what are we supposed to do? What what are what is America supposed to do here? Because every time I try and look at this, read these articles, or talk about it, they're just all bad like like options. What are we? I don't want to watch this thing happen, and we're watching it happen. What are, what is America supposed to do here? Well, that's what we should have been doing the past twenty years, and it should have gone on. But with the inconsistencies of our political process, you have, um, you know, George W. Bush wants to put every country possible in NATO. We can't have that as a solution because if everybody's in NATO except Russia, then that causes a problem. Okay. And then we get to the Obama administration, who did was more concerned about resetting its relationship with Russia, let Russia take Crimea. Told them, you know, that he'll have more flexibility once he gets reelected under the slide. The Republican did that; they'd be impeached instantly. Yeah. Uh, and when the time came for them to defend themselves in South Ukraine, sent blankets and radios. And then Donald Trump comes in and tries to reset it in the other direction, puts big sanctions on it. But but the, none of them have ever stuck. And I, you know, Putin strikes when he when he knows it's weak. Now. For us to go after them is, is potentially creates World War Three. in that it's Russia versus everybody else in Europe. And right now, there's still this chance 
that Russia implodes from within. The, the unrest that takes place back in the homeland could possibly have some influence on Vladimir Putin. I'm not sure whether that's going to happen or not. I think that's somewhat hopeful. We thought about that was going to happen in Iran for the past 40 years. It didn't. Mm. But the bottom line is um, that if that, as long as that's a possibility, if we decide then to attack, let's, for example, that 40-mile convoy that is sitting out there like a, ter- a tremendous target that we would take care of in like two hours. Right. Um, the, bottom, the bottom line is, and now we're, we're, at, we're at NATO and then who knows what the Moscow population says. And now that's World War Three, and both nuclear um, entities are at each other's throats. And who knows what happens? They've already threatened it once already. So we got nothing. There's really nothing that we can do that would help this whole situation other than send them arms. No, and, and that we would have to... Um, you know, I, I would say the military is probably preparing some courses of action. There, there is a course of action that says we strike first. There is a, there is one that says that we put some kind of overwhelming attack in on Russia. It likely includes attacking Russia. I mean, as unlikely as that will be executed on, uh, it, it, there's there's has to be that sense there because. There's a possibility that he does. There's a possibility that he strikes first. Now, I think any thoughts he had about going to the Baltics, I've got that on my mind. That's why it, we're all over now because he's really stuck pretty much around Kiev and, and what's happened in South with that uh, with those beach landings that are there. So I, I think he's had to kind of probably temper back a little bit, both him and his general staff temper back because this plan from a military perspective has failed miserably. And it also gives our military a lot more confidence if we ever had to face Russia on the battlefield. It would be similar to what I thought would happen in Desert Storm in that the, their equipment is crap. You could see flat tires. They're stuck on the side of the road. The fact that we're blowing tank tops off of their tanks. You, you see those pictures, not we, but the, the civilian the, the, the javelins, the fact that that, a, that weapon system can blow a top off a tank, to me, is just incredible, and they've lost a couple hundred tanks. That's just unthinkable. It wouldn't happen to our army in, in any day. Hey, Mike, you, you and I chatted earlier today, and you said uh, the sad thing is, though, Putin has missed his chance for his, on, his, his off-ramps, and that's the scary part, because he's the kind of guy that'll say, screw it. Well, there's no, there's no world, and there's no Russia. We'll just do that. Yeah, I'm, that's what I'm afraid of now, Chad. I know when we first started talking, that was always that case. I was always trying, we're trying to find that off ramp. And, and, and that, even back then, a week ago, looked like appeasement, which would have been, he kept the Donbass region, those two areas that he claimed were part of a Russian federation. Now he's got the pure land bridge to to Crimea, especially as he looks like to take Odessa and those other port cities, Mariupol and, uh, and the like. So, um, but again, I just don't think he's there anymore because, you know, it's just gone on too far. And now with the war crimes and the civilians that have been committed, the West is just not going to forget about that. And the fact that you've got Luxembourg and Switzerland and Sweden and Finland are sending weapons and stingers and all kinds of tank busters and all kinds of things, you know, they're, they're going to want to be in NATO. So I, but I, there's clearly one end result of this. That there's going to be a new Cold War. There's going to be a new Iron Curtain. And it's going to be, you know, a a very bright line that's going to exist in Poland and the Baltics and Romania are going to be on the edge of it. And we're going to likely move a lot of troops in those areas here in the next couple of years. Major Mike Lines is joining us, uh, military analyst. I know this sounds like, you know, oh, well, it, well, it's going to sound weird. Can, can someone just assassinate Putin? Uh, could it be uh, the, the oligarchs who are just, you know, they're furious, they're losing millions of dollars and they send somebody in? Could it be Putin's right hand guy? Could it be America that does it? Uh, is that even a possibility that anyone could get to this guy and you cut off the head of the snake? 
it's another one of those things that could possibly happen. Sure, it's a course of action. But you look in history and look at the times when that the Germans thought they were going to do that to Hitler. You know, I hate to talk about Hitler, but the, you know that that was all the stories that led up to that. It right. takes an incredible amount of you know selflessness and and likely a suicide mission about to happen, which is why it doesn't go down. Um, because um, you know that the. the People just kind of wait out, for, you know, kind of wait one more day and say, you know, maybe maybe something will change. The, the bottom line is the U.S. can't have any fingerprints on it whatsoever, nor can the West, mm. because we don't want to get into this tit-for-tat assassination game that would take place. Um, and, and the, you know, the, the fact is that, you know, we've got just incredible power. I always look at the fact that our cruise missiles could, you know, we could launch a cruise missile from 500 miles away and hit uh, a 55 barrel, you know, barrel drum in the middle of nowhere, right in the, right in the center of it. And could take out a building based on the heating structure of it. Well, we could do the same thing with people if we had to. And, but the point is at some point, someone's going to have that level of capability. And, you know, we don't want somebody taking a submarine and launching that missile into, you know, the Lincoln Memorial, um, and, and off of, uh, you know, in the Chesapeake Bay one of these days because eventually that's that's where it's going to come to if we if we don't if we kind of let that cat out of the bag. Okay. We can't do it. Mike Lyons, uh, military analyst, retired uh, major in the army. Uh, appreciate you coming on, man, uh, and thanks for talking to us. We'll talk to you soon. Great guys, talk soon. Take thanks. care. All right, so uh, a lot of questions answered about Ukraine and Russia. Here's a question we're going to answer coming up next. Forget four dollars a gallon, everybody. Um, when will gas prices reach five dollars a gallon in the valley? Could be sooner than you think. That's next, the Gatos and Chad Show. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. The Gatos and Chad Show, 2 till 6. All right, we're watching as gas prices rise and uh, more money is coming out of your pocketbook. So uh, let's see, today, Phoenix, Arizona, regular unleaded gas is up to $3.90, Chad. Yes, indeed. Yesterday was three eighty three, so it's up almost uh, $0.07. Cents. Uh, and a week ago it was three seventy four. A month ago it was three sixty two. So a month ago three sixty two. Today three ninety. We're heading towards four. We're heading towards five. Man, yeah, it feels that way. All right, let's talk gas prices. He's working the story for us today. Our buddy Alex Stone, ABC News. All right, Alex, oil prices skyrocketing as expected because of Russia and what they're doing uh, in Ukraine. Are we looking at four? Are we looking at five in a month? Well, I know I want to move to Arizona because no. uh, <laughs> around my house it's like five thirty right now oh. a gallon and and going up went oh. up about ten cents overnight. So yeah, it's uh, it's bad and only going to get worse. We know based on what oil prices are doing down a little bit today but they went way up to 110 dollars a barrel yesterday mm. that based on that we still have a lot more to go that we're doing the prices right now from week two weeks ago so week two weeks from now is what we're going to be paying based on what's happening now and number of states today four bucks a gallon being the average la and the san francisco bay area first time ever over five dollars a gallon is now the average uh, there are a lot of places that are above that. These folks out uh, out doing it. They are insane. It's a real <laughs> shock to the wallet. Going up and going up, and then it's up every time. Every time it's bigger number, bigger number, bigger number. It's at seventy four dollars right now. Yeah, and it used to be fifty last year. So it's a big. That's a big. Uh, there is there's one gas station right now in L.A. There's always the, the outliers, but there's one selling for almost seven dollars a, a gallon for regular. Unloaded. Who's stopping there? Yeah, you know well, who it is. And, but it's you know what? There's people there, and they're filling up. It's go, people who are sh- like like Chevron, and some of these people have their own. They have their own credit cards and stuff. Yeah. So it, it, it's people are going there for that. Yeah, but it's not bringing it down that much if no. you're doing like seven bucks a gallon. Listen to this guy in Pennsylvania. I fill up every other day. 
cost me a hundred dollars. Two or three times a week. Two or three times a week, a hundred oh. bucks every time he fills up. And then uh, we heard from Vegas rideshare drivers today where they're just parking their cars. You know, every time we do gas prices, you go, okay, but people have to pay it and they're going to go on. They're not. In the rideshare world, they're going, look, if I'm going to make two bucks a ride because of what I'm paying for gas right now, it's not worth it that they're saying that the incentives that Uber and Lyft have given them haven't been enough to, to keep up. Now, we did hear from a professor at the University of Tulsa today who says U.S. oil companies could, if they wanted to, produce more oil than they were before the pandemic and that they have not gone back to those numbers. He believes because higher prices are better for the oil companies, for the shareholders. He says there is nothing in the world uh, in U.S. law that would prevent them from uh, producing more oil if they wanted to here domestically that, i mean it, it's a simple answer they can if they want to the question is how come they haven't and by the way he says the xl pipeline we got to get working on that again unlikely under president biden but he says obviously a longer term deal if we got into this again but the pipeline being abandoned that, that we got to we got to go down that road again well, we need that oil we know the biden administration is not pro oil and natural gas they're not um, and, and, they, and they need to be right now. But short term, what do they really do? You heard the president the other night say releasing uh, oil or gas out of the uh, strategic reserves. That is enough for about one day of what we consume in the U.S. That is symbolic. That's not going to do a whole lot. There's talk now about completely cutting off Russian exports of oil. Well, get ready then of what mm. gas prices are going to do. It's going to go nuts. So no good answers. A lot of it is long term. But but as of now, you're going to be paying more. There is no question in another week or two. So, uh, yeah, you know, we'll talk then. Oil prices may be even higher, and they're going to keep going up. Wow, man. So now if, if you're going to have to report the news from your house at this rate, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> Never leave, yeah. <laughs> Alex Stone, ABC News, the bad news on gas prices. Thanks for breaking it to us. You got it. Thanks, guys. He may, brings up a really good question. Um, what if we do completely cut Russia off? You said, what, 8% of... Eight percent of the oil that we get, that we get, is from Russia. And right, if we, right, seven, eight percent. Well, the thing is, we're already cut off. We have already done that because while there's some oil on the way here that was purchased a while ago, uh-huh. the reality is, is, is most traders, most people, they're not buying that now. They can't even figure out how to get a boat over there to ship it at this point in time. So they're just trying to avoid it. That's also putting the pressure on them. And while other nations are still buying oil from them, we've pretty much just said, no, we're not, we're, we're not doing it because of the logistics. It's here, just too much. Here's the other thing. When, you know, you, you're out there, you're listening to us on the app or on the radio in your car or what have you on your phone. Are you going to start hoarding, hoarding, hoarding gas? Uh-oh. I mean, are we going to start seeing that? Are we going to see people with the red buckets go fill up your car and then fill it and fill a massive red red fill up thing? The uh, <laughs> I don't at, at the gas it. station I go to. Early what is in the it morning, called, Pablo? That was the the the, uh, the, the fuel canister, <laughs> the little gas tank yeah. canister. So uh, the thingy, the place I was uh, at today, <laughs> they have a thing where you can only do like two of them. They're not oh letting people, unless you're like a work, like, you know, like guys who are mowing lawns or, or, or guys who like, you know, I saw a bunch of guys who had like their motorcycles. They're like, that's one thing. But if it's just somebody who's trying to buy gas and put it in their truck, they're like, no. That's okay. why you go at night to the self-service <laughs> pumps where right. nobody there. Yeah. Right. You go there. Exactly right. When are we going to start seeing that? Maybe very soon. Cause you're going to hit, you're going to hit four bucks this weekend. And you don't need to do that, guys. I'll teach everybody how to siphon. It's not yeah, that we'll hard. have a, a class on that. It'll be fantastic. That's coming up at 3 o'clock. Drink some o'clock. mouthwash.
<laughs> All right, coming up next. Oh, the New York Times. Yeah. Okay, so well, hold on a second. We've given you lost toddlers. Yes, uh, this hour. The World War Three. Yes. Gas prices heading towards five dollars. Yes. And, and uncontrollable inflation. Yes. Let's finish strong with racism. Okay. New York Times made a major mistake. Are they racist? Next. <laughs> Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Serious news, seriously entertaining. The Gatos and Chad Show. All right, coming up after 3 o'clock. All right, you're in the corner of Ukraine, okay? You're not like some of the crazies out there that are rooting for Putin. So you're in support of Ukraine. Shouldn't that mean you're also okay with really high gas prices or no? We're going to talk about that. That's tough. You're rooting for this country to, you know, beat up on Russia. I totally get it. But that might mean your gas prices are out of control. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that at three. All right, the New York Times, they're racist. Apparently. Yeah, well, they are. Yeah, we know they're racist. I mean, they hate white people. We understand that for a long Fake time. News, they have by the, the way. 1619 Project. Fake news. Uh, the other day, Serena Williams did a big interview. She's got a, a, a hedge fund, a venture capitalist fund, if you will. She raised $111 million called Serena Ventures. And... What happened? Well, they didn't put her picture up. They put Venus's picture. Oh, jeez. And uh, oh, geez. she then was upset. She says, no matter how far we've come, we get reminded that it's not enough. This is why I raised $111 million for at Serena Ventures to support the founders who are overlooked by ingrained systems, woefully unaware of their biases, because I'm even overlooked. And you can't do better at you can do better at New York Times. New York Times apologized immediately, said it was their mistake. Uh, they said it was due to an error of selecting photos for the print edition, and it did not appear online. Uh, and the correction will appear in tomorrow's papers. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, they're, everybody's accusing them of being racist. New York Times is not racist. I mean, they're not. Uh, this is, uh, you know, this is what happens, though. I mean, stuff happens. But it's an understandable thing to be upset with. You know, like, if this was my uncle, I'd be like, he's not racist. He has no idea. I mean, if, if my... Uh, Every day, my uncle's working on something for, for us, and he'll send me stuff, and I'll go, last night, I was telling the guys, he's like, I got to do this thing for, like, this NFT thing a year, Bob, or for, for, for the Atlantic Hawks. I'm all, the basketball team? Because he has no idea. Okay. Right? He's, and that's probably what happens. You got somebody down there who's one year in the job, they don't know anything about sports, and they just think, okay, here's a tennis player, uh, and, and, and it grabs it, and, you know, maybe it was mislabeled by Getty, whoever owned it, but... Do I think they're late? Like, well, do I first think of all, racist? did they do it on purpose? No. Okay, no. Uh, I mean, that's no one's going to do that on purpose. All right. So, was it an honest mistake? It may have been an honest mistake, but she's saying, "Hey, I know we're related, but all black people don't look alike." That's kind of what she's saying. That's what I'm hearing. And so, is she basically she's basically telling the New York Times, "Hey, all black people don't look alike. Why don't you do some research and why don't you pick the right picture?" I think she's, I think she's ups, I mean, I think she's upset because the, you know, it's the wrong picture. That's, that's insulting. Yeah. She did an interview for the New York Times, right? Yeah. Okay. No, and then you put the wrong picture up. That's insulting. Yeah. It's like, you know, wh- what do you have to do? Spell my name right, put the right picture up, quote me the right way, and then let's move on. And they couldn't even do that. No. And that's a New York Times. Yeah. So again, it was, it was, it was a print edition. It was not online. They've apologized. Mm. Uh, and it was, they, they, okay. they, they, they screwed up big time. Is it honest? mistake could that also be racism could it be no 
First of all, we don't know the color of the person. We don't know the 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 makeup of the person. If we're going to have to do this, nope. what if the person was a uh, somebody who was a person of color? Yeah, no. What if the person was black? But that we're blaming right. the paper right. for something that we don't really know anything about. But I understand she should be pissed, right? Because let's be real too. Uh, unlike Steve, I didn't realize the young wise man Steve earlier today. So we were talking about this, and Steve, he's like, "Aren't they twins?" I thought they were twins. I honestly did. I don't know. I think they're one or two years apart. They're I'm one not year sure. apart. Yeah, they're a year apart. I thought they were twins. That was just my honest mistake. Yeah. And but let's be honest, too, though. Like, they are sisters. Yeah. And sisters often look alike, right? Right. It's understandable that this mistake was made. That doesn't mean it's okay, but it's at least understandable, right? It is. I mean, it's not, look, it's, it's, you thought they were twins. Uh, is it understandable that somebody made a mistake? Yeah. But who, who else are famous sisters? Like, the Kardashians are famous sisters. They're not going to mess that up. I couldn't tell you which Kendall's which, which Jenner's which. I okay, couldn't tell the you. younger kids? I couldn't tell How you. about the older ones? You know which ones are which, right? There's Kim, Chloe. Yeah, but if you saw them, you'd be like, well, okay, I, I say, know that's not Kim Kardashian. Yeah, that's well, a sister. Knows. Yeah, yeah. And then I don't know what happened to Chloe. She looked one way, and then they, yeah, she looked see, totally different. You might different. mess that up. You, you post no an old idea. picture of Chloe. You 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 dead bodied her. What is that? That means that she, she looks totally different now. Oh, is that called, <laughs> is that the term? You dead bodied her. That's what I call it. That's what you call it. <laughs> dead body. Like like dead name, right? Somebody was trans, and you know, it used to be you know like like you know Bob, and now they're they're Linda, and and instead you actually called him Bob. So well, I'm just saying, like I'm not. I don't think the New York Times is racist. I don't think the person who did this is racist. But it is interesting. It's like I'm just. I googled famous sisters. You're not going to mix up Paris Hilton and her sister. You're just not. What's her sister's name? I don't know. Is it Nikki? Uh, yeah. Yeah, but you're not going to mess that up. No. So why are you messing up? Why are you messing up, Serena? Serena Williams? Why are you messing up? Well, here's that the up? thing: you and They're I won't mess famous. it up. You and I won't mess it up. But I bet you there are people out there who don't know who. Like again, perfect example is my uncle. My uncle, if Serena Williams came in and punched him in the face, hmm. she'd have no idea who he was. Right. What about I mean, Mark Kelly and Scott Kelly? They yeah. get they get confused sometimes. How about the Olsen twins? I can't tell them apart. I'm just saying. Oh, but I'm sure everybody misnames them all the time. Though. I think you're probably right. Yeah. Well, I'm never reading the New York Times again. Uh, I have to. Because I, if I don't to- have it, I mean, how am I going <laughs> to wrap up all my fish? <laughs> all right. Coming up next. If you support Ukraine, shouldn't you also be okay with gas prices going up next?